Are you there? Hello. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope with your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. So I want to give a shout out to all of our listeners. I want to give a shout out to Tom, our director, and Jody, who continues to help me on every single program that we have ever had. I love you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. And I like the show is titled You Are Love. And I believe that this is the perfect title for the month of February. Our guest tonight is Kara uh, Dimonette. I'll make sure when I get Kara on the air is, is uh, that's how you pronounce it. Kara, you're on there. Is it Kara? Or... It's Kara uh, Dimonette. 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 That's so yes, much yes. more beautiful than what I was saying. And she is <laughs> yeah. calling in all the way from Idaho. And so I'm going to give you just a brief description of Kara and that you'll be able to hear. And I believe that you will understand how important she is to the planet at this time and what she has to give us. Because she is a person who's never stood on the sideline peddling what I call smoke to cause any kind of confusion. Her information is clear. Um, it is not a tincture for what I call self-improvement. It's not a fleeting moment of energy that comes forth. It is lasting information that to build our universe and to, to build all of us. Neither has she been sitting on top of a mountain uh, offering transcendence. Rather, she has been on the ground helping people all over the place recover what she calls from your loss of memory of your wholeness. And this is what I love about uh, this program, is that we're here to help each other remember. So I thank you all for listening tonight, and I want to sure that you too can get on the air if you do have any questions to Kara. The number to call tonight is 213-554-2900. Seven four. Press the number one. And since Tom, our director, is on the road, he is listening to us. Jody is going to be answering those phone calls to put you on the air with Kara. So here's just a, a bit about our guest speaker tonight. She has taught classes in spirituality and provided private sessions for the past 30 years. Dedicated, committed, and directed by the Pleiadian Emissaries of Light, and the blue beans of Cirrus and Mother Mary. She has lived in Southern California when she was awakened by a very deep, audible voice saying, go to Idaho. And she went, stop, Idaho, sight unseen, just went. That were 30 years ago. So since living in Idaho, she was having visitations by the Pleiadian Emissaries of Light, 
Then around 2012, that torch was passed onto the blue beans, of, and she has published two spiritual journals, has written numerous articles on spiritual issues. She has been writing about a and working most of her time now to teaching people how to merge with their and find nature, which is the definition of ascension, which she calls love. So, like I said, I told you, she's not been sitting on a mountaintop listening out. She's been on the ground, grounded in love, helping people to know their truth. So please help me welcome Kara from Idaho. Kara, how are you? Uh, how are you, my dear? I'm fine. You keep cutting out, though. I just wanted to tell you. I don't know if we can <laughs> fix that on this end, Joey. That's good to know. Well, um, we're going to try and fix that quite quickly here. And uh, okay. we'll just go to the first Great. question that I have to ask you. Okay. If they want to hear you, I'll let you talk more. <laughs> okay. um, I'm going to ask you the question. How did you get way? What? How did you get into um, your journey of becoming a spiritual teacher? And what age did that all start happening for you? Well, first of all, I wouldn't say I was a spiritual teacher. And how it happened, let's see. I um, It seems to me that there was no starting point. I feel like I've been doing this for many lifetimes. And so um, I incarnated this lifetime into a family that didn't really understand me and still doesn't. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and yet... It was it was perfectly divinely ordained because what I learned from my um, birth family is all the ways that I could expand and evolve. The two people that really played a huge role in my life were my paternal uh, grandfather and my maternal grandmother. And I say that they didn't tell me what to say. They just accepted me for who I was. They loved me unconditionally. And that, frankly, set me on um, my path. And then from there, let's see, uh, in my 20s, I was given a book on reincarnation and understood everything but didn't understand why I understood all all of that stuff. <laughs> and then a few years later, a book literally fell off the shelf and landed in my lap. And I had just finished um, college, and so I didn't ever want to touch another textbook. And <laughs> the book was Illusions by Richard Bach. And that really opened mm. me up. And then I was working um, for the city of Irvine in Southern California, and I was at a work party, and somebody asked me if I was going to apply for this um, new position. And I said, oh, no, I'm not qualified. (laughs) And then I heard a quote out of the um, 
the book Illusions, which was um, made by my current boss. And I said, oh, my God, someone else in the world has read the book because I thought I was the only one. And he says, well, you might be interested in this class that starts tomorrow, and it was a meditation class. And that was in the 70s. <laughs> so I've been meditating wow. ever since. And so wow. as far as wow. um, as far as <laughs> when exactly my path started, I really can't answer that. Mhm, mhm. Because it's well, just been a gradual unfolding. Yeah, it sounds like you came in remembering who you were right from the get-go. Well, it didn't feel like that. <laughs> it took a while, mm-hmm. um, but you know, I've just always followed my um, guidance, and so, and that's what that big voice was telling me to go to Idaho. I still don't know why I'm here, um, <laughs> and, and so I don't ask why. I just follow. Period. Hmm. Hmm. And I trust so it, that where I'm led is like in divine perfection. Mhm. Mhm. So when I began to talk about spiritual teacher and you said you wouldn't consider yourself teacher, how do you right. um how do your guides want you yourself then to people of whom you help and help awaken? Um, all is uh, done through uh, one's consciousness. So the old way is to market and to sell and to convince people, come to me, I've got your answers. I'm just not Correct. that person. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, I just focus on my own consciousness and then who has ears to hear and eyes to see will be drawn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I let all that other stuff go. Yes, yes. I love the story about hearing those audible voices that said, um, <laughs> move to Idaho, and that you just dropped everything, it sounds like, and just went to Idaho, and that most people, they, they don't listen to that information that moves them 100%. So tell us a little bit about, are you still constantly passionate and obeying that 100% right now? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Always. And, and um, how, it hasn't, how do you do that? The big that? voice hasn't come, there was a big male voice. It wasn't a bunch of voices. And um, I just said, okay. So I was working for the Marine Corps of all things um, huh. back in, uh, back and I said I'm going to Idaho. <laughs> and they said, Well, do you have a job? I go, No. Do you have money? No. Where are you going to go? I don't know. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I ended up in Boise, Idaho, and um, you know had to. It was quite. An adjustment. I couldn't um, get a job, and I, you know, just was fine by the seat of my pants. I even applied to sell insurance, and they wouldn't hire me. 
<laughs> interesting. So interesting. it was like, okay, well, I'm here, and I'm here. So mm-hmm. um, point me in the right direction. And then it was suggested I check in with this spiritual center at the time, and they said, you need to teach meditation. And I go, oh, no, not me. <laughs> and, and they go, yes, because there isn't anybody else. You have to teach it. So I, um, I said, okay. So, you know, sometimes the voices don't come from, you know, guides or anything. They come from outside of ourselves. So I said yes, and I show up. And there's about 30 people (laughs) who show up. And so before each class, I would sit with what I had at that time were guides. And one time they just started walking away. And I said, wait, where are you going? And they said, oh, you don't need us. You need to work directly with your soul. That was in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> uh oh, what am I going to do with class? And so evidently everything was fine and, and it flowed, and people responded and they started to meditate. And that was kind of the beginning here in Idaho. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That is that is how I've got to where I got to the Hope Interface Center because I was told to leave a position at a um, <laughs> hospital, and, uh, and so I did immediately. And then when I got home, my husband said, "So what are you going to do?" I said, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> but it brought me all the way here. So I am like you, Kara. I tried to uh, not underestimate the plan at hand that is given to us and just move with that 100%. So exactly. I, um, and that is my um, my desire for everybody is to be able to listen to their guidance no matter where it comes from and say yes. Mm-hmm. And then the rest mm-hmm. is like, it's not that it's without challenges. It's that you're just in full divine trust. That you're being guided every step of the way. So do you decipher, or how do you decipher between your ego speaking to you or <laughs> your divine guidance? Well, um, that's a uh, that is a question everybody has. Um, the ego, and I call it the separate ego, because we need an ego, because our ego mm-hmm. is our mental, emotional, and physical expression of soul. And so, um, how do I figure out that? It's like when soul speaks. When I'm receiving guidance, it resonates in my heart. When it's coming from separate ego, it's in my head. And the intellect only knows the past. And it doesn't know, 
you know, it doesn't have the guidance that soul does because soul is source. And that's how I that's know. A, it's feeling. Yeah, it's a, a feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you've dedicated now most of your time to ascension, is that correct? Yep. And do you teach that as you describe this as love? Do you um, teach that? I, or? I was guided to drop all of my classes <laughs> and just do the ascension notes and uh, offer the um, soul transmissions, and I post on Facebook. And... Um, so, let's see, teaching ascension. I don't think uh, one can really teach ascension. It's such a, a personal journey for each person, and they experience it different than anybody else. So what I can do is I can share um, just what is being told to me to share, which is what I do. Yes. And, and whether that's teaching, so I don't know. Okay. Go ahead. I love it. Cause you, no labels. Because that is, Sorry, you cut out. That's okay. I'm calling Kara for the place. I will. Be, I'll be working on that next time to make sure that I do not <laughs> cut out. I don't know what's happening here. So let's talk I about interference. <laughs> yes, interference is what it's called. Anyway, what was your question? Um, what is when you talk about soul merging experience? What is, is that also your definition of ascension? Um, I, I don't know how to, yeah, I suppose I hadn't really thought of it in that way. Um, merging with one's soul is part of ascension, let's put it that way. And it's um, as to truly ascend, you got to get out of your head. <laughs> you have mm-hmm. got to be in your heart, and you have to feel your way through. Um, otherwise, nothing happens when you're just intellectualizing stuff. You know, some people just want, just give me more information, and it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> More information just bring uh, empowers the separate ego. So how do you, to your heart, you meditate. <laughs> and truly, I believe that is the only way. Because when you meditate, you activate um, your feeling, you activate your soul, and therefore, you can hear your soul and merge with your soul more, and then you follow your guidance, even when it tells you something it's like, "Wait a minute, I can't do that." <laughs> sort of like you know hearing the big voice 
go to Idaho. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. And, you know, so that is, um, and then it's just a matter of really focusing within and feeling your way through every step that you take in life. And if it doesn't feel right, don't go. It's got to resonate with you. It's got to um, vibrate within your heart. And that's passion and joy. And that's what love is. Love is source. And that is the purpose of ascension, is to let go of all the old stuff, all the patterns, all the beliefs, all the things we've been told by society and and in our childhood, and then to to wake up and realize who we truly are. Mhm. Mhm. Yes, because we certainly we certainly have been trained and uh, out of knowing the truth of who we are. Because I oh like the words when you. You say healing versus holing. What is the difference between holing? W H O L I N. Well, all I can, yeah, all I can say is what I have been guided to use. And um, healing is about someone going to somebody saying, "Fix me, save me, rescue me." <laughs> you know, something's not right, so you do all the work. And holding is is um, opening up and realizing that the person doing the so-called healing is equal to you. You know, Jesus, um, <laughs> the truth of that is that he wasn't creating miracles for people. He was letting people know you have the power that I have. Heal thyself. And that is holing. So does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, for me, it's about, <laughs> yes, it makes absolute sense. Because just as you said, healing is the person who looks at someone and not sees their wholeness, sees what the the illusion yeah. of the brokenness and wants to then fix them versus a, someone exactly. who yes who sees them as already whole and yes. uh, helps them understand that remember that remember that remember that and and no one is higher or lower than anybody else and yes. unfortunately yes. a lot of healers put themselves above who comes to them Yes. And that's not well, that's right not because thing. it's, well, it takes the power away from the person to choose for themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, mm-hmm. holding is asking a person, well, what is your answer? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you your answer. You have your answer inside of you. What is it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you want to feel? You know, yes. and a person yes. will say, well, I want to feel free of this relationship or whatever it is. And it's like, well, 
then take a step. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's holding you back? <laughs> yes. Yes. Because yes. the only person yes, holding I... another person back is themselves. Correct. 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 Do you think that people are getting that more and more, Kara, right now? It looks like people uh-huh. are really coming around full circle. Anyhow, the more that I see, I see people are coming around full circle of knowing that, okay, if option A isn't working, then go to option B. Follow your heart, follow the love, follow the energy. Yeah, exactly. So do you, do you see that or uh-huh. following that? I think um, there are more that are um, moving in that direction mm-hmm. because truly ascension never ends. It is mm-hmm. infinite just like we are. And so it's like everybody is is in um, a spiral of evolution and they will uh, get aware of certain things at different times. I I just don't see that there is a uh, any kind of a cookie cutter generalized view of ascension. It's also individual. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So, would you say you're ascended or ascended being that came into your body? I would say, would say that about? I'm still ascending <laughs> and and that the purpose of ascension is not to leave the planet but to stay here and be a, a lighthouse for others to live by example. So in the past, ascended masters were people who you know, left the planet. <laughs> and, you know, that's not the purpose that we're in right now. It's to stay here right. in our bodies, grounded, and being all that you can be. So talk to me a little bit about the energies of bringing in ceremonies, especially around full moon, new moons, well, that's just, you know, times are are just when it seems that it, it's stronger. And I would say that um, whether or not you're guided to be with a group or a community, it doesn't really matter because we're all one. So um, how you feel being totally alone and not joining in um, any other um, beings. Are you there? Mm-hmm. I'm here. Oh, okay. Can you hear me? Oh, I'm goodness. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it doesn't matter because we're all one. We're all connected. And so as you receive light, you share it without being around anybody else. So, it, that, mm-hmm. again, that's just how a person is guided. So if a, a person is guided to, you know, I I want to have a community, I, I want to have 
be with other people to do ceremony so I can, you know, feel these energies come in. You don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. You could, so whether you're in a group by yourself, it doesn't matter. You're still um, integrating all that's coming in as long as you're willing to to receive. If a person were going to have a session with you, yeah, what would you do with them? Um, I mean, what, right what would now, you offer them? Well, see, I don't, the only, what I do is like a soul transmission is all done uh, via email. So I connect, I send them what I would like for them. You know, they get to tell me, well, this is what I want to know as long as it's, they're not ego questions, which are what, where, why, who, and how. <laughs> and and then I um, wait for uh, guidance from that particular soul and then I share that, I put it in a document and send it to them. And then if they want a phone session, I'm open to that. And it's all on my website. <clears throat> okay. Um, so then when you're working with, again, you, is that the, because I thought I read on your website about, like you said, meditation is important because that's one way that you kind of emerge or emerge with your oversoul or bring forth your oversoul. So is your yeah. oversoul your love frequency that we bring to this planet then? And do you help um, guide them at all to that? Let's see. Um, I don't use the term oversoul. I just use the term soul keeping it real simple. And soul is an aspect of source. And so therefore, we are divine. And so the transmissions are to help a person get in touch with who they truly are and what they need to let go of in order to to be that, to be that, divine being. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so okay, you rid good. them kind of of duality consciousness. You help them kind of move away from duality consciousness. Totally. Oh, that is one of the things that's so important to let go of is the duality, which is, you know, this is good and bad. That's black and white. That's him and her, that's us and them, you know, because we're all connected. We're all one. And so duality is something that we really um, need to to transcend. And so duality comes in every time a person judges another, any time a person complains um, or um, puts the fault on somebody else. I'm this way because of my parents. <laughs> it's just an example. Mm-hmm. 
You know, mm-hmm. it's to take full responsibility. I have created everything in my life and for the purpose to ascend and to become aware of how I want to move, how I want to feel in my life. So who are your mentors? Who do you believe are the teachers <laughs> of the current that kind of teach non-duality consciousness? Uh, like would you consider I'm Eckhart having... Tolle one of those? Oh, I think um, Eckhart Tolle helps. Um, I think there are several people on the planet that are um, helping and there's uh, many who pretend to help, <laughs> but frankly, it's it's not so much who writes the better book and who's the teacher. It's how a person lives their own life, moment by moment, that really helps others evolve. So what would be the primary takeaway that you would want our listeners to kind of go away with um, that, you know, like the message that you would deliver to the people listening and, you know, this is your opportunity to bring forth a a message that can help people understand non-duality consciousness and help people... um, like, what would be the main takeaway you'd want the people to, who would be happening to listen to this? Just very simply that each being is love. And love is what source is. And um, to live each life in alignment with their own um, hearts, their own guidance and their own souls. Simply put, that's that's kind of the bottom line. Mhm. Mhm. So what do you that, write on your webs? Yeah, go ahead. I was just wondering what you share on your website then that people would connect to to help them move into that ascension piece of that because I believe um, that that's the piece that you're here to give forth. Well, I don't know that it's on the website. Um, I know that what I do with the um, Ascension Notes, what is going on in the moment, because every person has to take responsibility for their own path. And so, you know, when you decide that, yeah, this is what I want to do, is like, okay, (laughs) you just opened up Pandora's box because then it's like letting go of one's comfort zone, um, letting go of duality, letting go of old beliefs and old patterns, um, and the list goes on. You know, and when you receive downloads of light and love, then it's like your body, your physical body is like, whoa, because your physical body has to change too. So things shift. And 
one of the things that they shift is is since it goes into the cells and the DNA, um, your DNA shifts. There are people you no longer want to be around. Um, your eating habits, your sleeping habits, all of that shifts to a higher uh, degree of expression. And so I don't know if that's on the website because I haven't, I don't go to my website very often. Mm-hmm. Mhm. Mhm. So in your awakening, um is it difficult to or in your ascension is it difficult to be on Gaia planet Earth for you at this time? Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk yeah, a little bit about that. I would that. say let's see, difficult. Um I first of all I realize that everything is in divine order no matter what is going on out there. And and most people don't want to accept that. They want to put blame on someone. They um, they don't like accept that everything and everybody is love, whether they recognize it or not, regardless of what their actions are. So when you talk about star beings or when you talk about um, the blue beans or Pleiadians, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, talk to me a little bit about that. Well, uh, they're around, but they, they're just in the background. All guides are um, cheerleaders. They will not interfere with your own free will. So the choice has got to be up to every single person as to what they want to be and how they want to live their life. So I'm not so much guided, I'm not guided at all as people would think it by the Blue Beans or the Pleiadians. They're there, (laughs) but they don't interfere. So what do you say to people who say that they are guided by the Pleiadians and by the Blue Beans? Well, that's their choice. That's just where they are mm-hmm. um, in their consciousness and their awareness. And so if that's what they um, truly believe, then then I respect that. You know, mm-hmm. I respect mm-hmm. wherever a person happens to be at any given time. They're not going to stay there. Mhm. Mhm. Because, because many of those pe- shifts. Right. Right. Because many people at this time are saying that they're getting information or light language or information from the Pleiadian emissaries of light to help the planet at this time to us. And I was wondering what your thoughts on that. Well, I don't resonate with it. Okay. Okay. I so you I just don't. <laughs> okay. So you don't I mean, you I, don't necessarily Go ahead. You don't necessarily resonate with those people who say that they are somehow contacted or connected in the web of life to this the other planetary systems and or um the other levels of 
awakenedness or intelligence, however you want to call it, and bringing that to this third dimensional reality? Um, I just, uh, personally, I don't resonate with that. And um, I think it's a step, just like a lot of people call themselves empaths. And yet, that's a step. You're not an empath. You may be empathic, and that helps to upgrade one's sensitivity. But um, you are not an empath because then you lock yourself in a box. So getting back to people who say they are uh, channeling so-and-so, that's their choice. It's not mine. Um, I like working directly with my own soul. And and yet, every like I said, everybody is right where they belong for their own evolution, their own ascension. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, maybe some of the people who are talking, for, I mean, I'm just kind of, throwing those questions out there, I wonder if some people who are channeling the Pleiadians, really they are channeling their own soul. They're working with their own soul. Well, that could very well be. And they just need Mm -hmm. to put uh, a label on it, you know, because they might not understand that this is really coming from them. You see, we are sovereign beings of love, meaning we don't go outside of ourselves to get something. Everything is up to up to us, our soul and us. Mhm. Mhm. So it's it's like um you know, it's too easy to say, well, the Pleiadians say this. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but what do you say? <laughs> Take uh-huh. responsibility. It's important to take responsibility for everything, all the things that a person has been through, including taking responsibility for what they um, share, what they write. You know, it's it's not. Um, in my uh, awareness, the uh, the guides. Just like I had shared long time ago when my own guides walked away from me and said, you're to work with your soul. That may just be for me. It may not be for mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. else. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about that. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, I just didn't. I was on two bases on the planet this time. Lots of people who uh, are coming together in those groups or in those communities with the intention of love for each other, love for themselves, love for the planet, love for all life. Yeah. They are exuberant and jumping literally on this trampoline of love, and that the collective trampoline 
Jacqueline likes to say in our backyard, we've got this great big trampoline. <laughs> if I have one grandchild, you know, that's jumping up and down. And then if I jumping together in unison, there's much more of a bounce of that love and bounce of that joy that's kind of being brought forth. So I didn't know yeah. if you believed in that collective. Well, um, it's, it's like I don't believe in anything. I, I'm i like, I just follow my guidance. So believing so what do you think? in, yeah. So what do you think the purpose is, or maybe there is no purpose, what do you think? The purpose is is for our joining together in this oneness, that somehow the waves of energy brought our souls together, brought our oneness together in this opportunity on the Pure Hope Show. What do you think the purpose of this encounter or crossing paths like this is right now, in this moment of now? In this moment, it's all about love. Okay. And my intention before this call was to just be love. And how, however anybody takes that um, is entirely up to their, it's their choice. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they, some people might say, oh, what a bunch of BS that is. <laughs> and another person might go, yes, I feel that. Um, you know, so however a person takes our conversation is really their choice. And I hope that they go beneath the words and feel with their hearts what is beneath what we're talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And see, that's what I mean of the collective, that when our roads cross yeah. or our paths cross that it feels like the energy of to expand and um, um, to make people think of that when they cross paths with someone that that's not a coincidence that there's a reason why our paths cross with that person at the time there are no coincidences. Everybody and everything has a message for us. And it's mm-hmm. up to us to go beneath, <laughs> dive deep, and go, so what's the message? And sometimes you won't get one. Sometimes it's just like, oh, you know, that was nice. I know that there is a higher purpose for us coming together, I never do radio um, interviews, ever. This is the only one I've done in, like, years. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay, so so energetically, something's happening. Energetically, we're combined in this Energetically, something, when I, yes. When I said yes, it was like something clicked, and I don't know what that was. It's just like, yeah, whenever you say yes to something like this is not in my comfort zone, (laughs) then something opens up, something else 
is activated. And I don't mm-hmm. know what that is. And we don't need to know. That's no, the beauty that's, of it, really. That's, in fact, that's an old uh, pattern, <laughs> is the need to know. Yeah. All that does is it empowers the old matrix and the separate go. And so we don't, I don't need to know. Mm-hmm. It's like I mm-hmm. observe, you know. So I observe how I mm-hmm. feel. I observe, I, I call it the compassionate observer. <laughs> when you can just observe mm-hmm. your life and not become attached to it. So detachment yeah. is a really important thing. Um, in the old way, detachment was not a good thing. It meant you didn't care. Well, that's not actually detachment in the new is more about loving even deeper um, someone. You love them so much that you do not jump in to save them. Correct. Correct. You allow them their own experience, true love. That is love. That is true love. Yep. Yeah. That is true love. So yeah, that of, is what we most are. Most folks want to jump in and save and rescue and, you know, all that stuff. But mm-hmm. um, can't do it. It's a. It's mm-hmm. actually a form of control. When you mm-hmm. want to save or rescue somebody else. And let's see, where was I? There was a story that I liked. It was about um, a wise person coming upon a man who was sinking in quicksand. And instead of jumping in to save him, he stayed on the bank and threw him a rope and pulled him out. And that's exactly what we are to do. So part of our path is not to jump into someone else's drama or chaos and realize that they are to learn what they have to learn through their experience. And it's not our job to tell them how to do it. So how would you, I love the story, how would you define the rope? I don't want to get too intellectual, but for, for me, for you, Kara, uh, how would you define the rope? Like, would you define the rope as when I'm hungry, you fed me, the, you know, the whole Jesus thing, when I was thirsty, you gave me water, when I was naked, you clothed me. Is that the rope in this physical plane? I suppose it can be. It's just the the bigger part of the story is that he didn't jump in the quicksand to save the other person, but stayed on where it was dry and safe and, you know, threw him a rope. Now, the rope we throw to others, um, if they ask, because I I don't like to interfere with people, so mm-hmm. if they ask, 
then it's like, well, you know, how did you get in that predicament? That's the rope. Okay. The Always questions are your the, rope. Um, I would say just just to help a person become aware of how they created their own experience is would can be seen as the rope. I hadn't thought about this mm-hmm. before, obviously. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Again, it's being the compassionate observer. Compassionate mm-hmm. in that you are coming from love and you hold a loving space no matter what a person is going through and observing is that form of being detached from the outcome. Mm-hmm. What type of meditation do you do, Carol? Because you said that's how you work with your soul. <laughs> well, let's see. Depends. Mostly, I just uh, breathe. I breathe into my heart or my heart, high heart. And um, sometimes I will get a visual, sometimes I won't. Um, when I first began to meditate, oh my goodness, it was great. <laughs> it was like, woohoo, what world did I just step into? I was extremely visual and got all kinds of phenomena going on. But the problem is, is that people get attached to the phenomena. Well, if I don't get the bells and whistles, then I'm not doing it right. And it's like, there is no right way. It's just putting one foot in front of the other. So I just breathe, and that activates my heart. And I merge with my soul. Um, I bring her in. I go, um, let's merge. <laughs> mm-hmm. Be me. Mm-hmm. Be me. And I will be you. And so when you are soul merged, you're... Um, what you speak is soul. What you act is aligned with soul. And it's just you are your higher self. So your higher self does so do you t- have... Go ahead, what? Do you tone? Do you chant? Do you model? Oh, actually, do you- that's funny. Because um, before I called in, I was chanting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love mm-hmm. to chant. I mm-hmm. love to feel the vibration in my heart, in my throat, and, yeah. Chanting mm-hmm. is a wonderful um, experience. It's mm-hmm. uh, It can be seen as a meditation and yet it's also important to have like that silent time of just breathing and settling and letting go of your thoughts. Hmm. Hmm. So this, well, first and foremost, I thank you for saying yes because it brought you kind of, you said you, it's uncom- not uncomfortable, but out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It, this 
it totally is because I don't do this. Mhm. Mhm. Well, and it's interesting I, that. Go ahead. No, oh, I was just going to say that is and a very important thing. We get so attached to our to where we feel comfortable that it's important to take a risk once in a while, like I did when I moved to Idaho and with this call and uh, I'm I'm constantly, you know, let's uh <laughs> let's do this. In fact I just started to take a watercolor class. I have no artistic ability whatsoever. Have never picked up a brush. <laughs> And I did it because it's like out of my comfort zone. Mhm. I yeah, mean, it's a str- you know, it's, stretch. It's like no, I'm, I'm not uh, per- perfect <laughs> in mm-hmm. anything, and so I'm constantly evolving, and that's what ascension is all about: is constant evolution. You're never in the same place. Mm-hmm. It, it mm-hmm. shifts constantly. Yes. <laughs> Man. Yes. yes, very much so, very much so. Oh, yeah. Well, I thank you for daring and being bold and following spirit 100% and being your cosmic uh, love that is your soul here upon the planet. I thank you for saying yes. I find it interesting because there are a lot of people that I have had on the show that they have literally said, you know, I don't do this ever, and I've been guided (laughs) to do it with so I know that something uh, expansive or love or energy is going, that there's a connection of that love circuitry that of our souls that are going out upon the planet. And uh, I, totally, I, I totally agree with that. In fact, when people say, oh, well, Sandy, you love, it's like you don't have to because yeah. that's what you radiate. You just yes. automatically, naturally radiate who you are out out into the world. That is great. So it's important. What? That is great because that is so true. You you don't have to send it because you already are it. Exactly. Yes. 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 It is yes. such a, it just pokes me in the ribs every time I hear somebody say, oh, send you love. It's like, uh, <laughs> what?
I wish everybody the the courage to stand in who they truly are. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. to shy away because they want to be belonging to some group or whatever, but to be strong in who they are, and that mm-hmm. is being love. So that's mm-hmm. all I have to say. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well, thank you, my dear. I appreciate you saying yes and being on our show tonight. And I don't have to send you blessings or send you love. No, you don't. I'll, I'll just radiate it out to you, Kara. I'll just radiate it out. So do you want to mention your website to our listeners tonight? Oh, yeah. It's www.solsticerising, S-O-U-L-S-T-I-C-E, rising. Dot com. Thank and you. Cara da- <laughs> and Cara Damonet is just, um, actually, Damonet is my soul name. And uh, that's on that name is on Facebook. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I, when I saw and, that, I was ask, asking, like, how do you pronounce that? How do you pronounce that? So Damonet, that's a beautiful way. Yes. So I thank you so much for being on the program tonight. Once again, I thank Tom who is listening. He's um, right now out and about and always checks in with me to see how things are going. I thank Jody Schultz that has helped me for tonight and dearest sweet Mona Love who has joined me also in this room. I believe that we are now in an opportunity that uh, many of us are realizing the truth of our love and to bring that forth upon the planet. I welcome you all to go on our uh, website. We have many things happening at the Hope Interfaith Center. First and foremost, I want to thank once again our guest tonight and have us all join in to giving her kudos for being brave and strong and presenting her wisdom here upon this planet. We also want to let you know that next time we will gather will be on March 27th at 7 uh, p.m. as well. It will not be a live show, but we will be having Mr. James Bay, B-A-Y, on our program. He has been a lifelong resident of upstate New York, so he'll be speaking to us from New York City. He's had um, a man who tells a story of a near-death experience and of seeing God, and so he will be speaking of that experience. He has an award-winning book, called Miracle on Hammertown Road that he will be speaking about. The other thing that I wanted to just mention shortly before we leave the program tonight is that we are having a star gathering here at the Hope Interfaith Center. There are no keynote speakers. I love that. This is a keynote experience. There are no keynote speakers. So I can't grab your attention with keynote speakers because we're having a keynote experience. We are all coming together and we are all keynote speakers, all keynote oneness. And we're coming here at our center on Saturday and Sunday, June 23rd and 24th of this coming summer. And it's a collaboration and a collective of wise, wise people. Reverend Carrie Chapman will be with us, who will be coming here from Namaste. 
uh, Retreat Center of Wisconsin. We will be having Dave the Mystic, and that is perhaps a familiar um, word and uh, statement because he does Dave the Mystic blog talk radio show. Dave the Mystic will also be here with us in this uh, opportunity to come together. Shirley Bolstock, I call her Shirley B, will be coming also, who said yes, 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 coming from Colorado. Caroline Oceana Ryan will be here, a gentle spirit of love and light. She will also be here, as well as our beloved Garrett Duncan, who is uh, coming from uh, Navajo um, area. He is a member of the Navajo Nation that will be here at this uh, collective. Christine Day, who is world-renowned, will be here at the Hope Interface Center. So once again, if you are interested in coming and being a keynote speaker, where else can you be? Without most people are into their ego, and this is an, a collective of a keynote experience, having all of you together in one building and being love and bringing that out. And again, I leave you with the trampoline site. We're all on the trampoline and we're jumping together in this love and light. And until we meet again, I wish you all well. Kara, thank you so much for joining us. I love you. Thank Today. you. Namaste. I love you too. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you so Namaste. much for following your own. Thank you for following your own guidance. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you, Kara. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye. Good night. Good bye. night. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind. Be gentle, be loving, be true.